Hi, this is Stuart Weems, and thanks for listening to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy-to-understand insights, strategies, and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, what I'd like to talk to you about or share with you, I guess, is seven end-of-year financial tactics that you can consider implementing to either save you tax or help you increase your wealth. So certainly over the last two to three weeks, we've been working very closely with our advisory clients to identify if there's any actions they need to take uh, prior to the end of the financial year uh, that, again, either increases their wealth or helps them save tax. So here's the seven strategies, the common ones that we've been talking about. The first one is obviously additional super contributions. So everyone has a maximum concessional cap, they call it, which is a tax-deductible superannuation contribution cap of $25,000 a year. So that is, you can put up to $25,000 in a year into super and claim a tax deduction for it. Now, that $25,000 cap also includes any contributions that your employer makes, which is called superannuation guarantee payments. So the 9.5%, the compulsory contributions. So you've got to work out how much has gone in or how much your employer has put into your super and you take that away from the $25,000 and the difference is your ability to make those additional contributions. So this year, the 2018 financial year, is the first year that uh, employers and um, uh, self-employed people are treated the same. So that is that you can make a contribution prior to the end of the financial year from your savings, put it into super, and then what you do is then put that tax deduction in your tax return to save you a bit of tax. So let me share an example with you. Let's say that your employer's put in $12,000, or that's what you project, you know, up until now, maybe it's 11000 and for June, obviously they'll put in another $1,000. So total for the year ending 30 June, 2018, it'll be $12,000. So we know the cap is $25,000. That leaves $13,000 of potentially you can put into super. Now, if you do that, and assuming your income is less than $200,000 a year, those contributions will only be taxed at uh, 15%, as opposed to if you didn't make the contribution, you'd be taxed at 47%. So there's a, a, a 23 percent differential there or potentially if you put in $13,000 will save you over $4,000 in tax. So it's well worth considering obviously contributing into super is a good strategy anyway because you're saving for retirement but um, also can help you reduce your taxes so something you need to think about. Now you need to make sure those monies hit the super fund by 30 June so don't leave it too late. Uh, You need to allow a few days for those contributions to clear and be credited to your account. The second tip is getting more money inside super. And this is really only relevant if you're approaching retirement. So if you're pretty close to retirement, I reckon within, say, five or so years, you might start thinking about moving some of your wealth that is outside super inside super. And you can do that by making what's called non-concessional contributions. And that is after-tax contributions, which really means that you're using $100,000 a year, or they can bring forward the next three years worth of contributions, so $300,000 in total. So depending on your other assets that you've got um, outside super and the value of those, because you don't want to be too super-centric, you don't put everything inside super, uh, you might consider putting additional monies into super via a non-concessional contribution. 
The third uh, strategy that you could consider, and you'd probably only consider this if you thought that your taxable income was going to be materially less uh, next year than what it is this year. Uh, when I say materially less, you know that you're in a lower tax bracket. Now, if that's the case, what you can, and you have got uh, investment property loans or investment loans, what you can consider is paying the next year's worth of interest in advance. So in this month, in June, you'd make a payment for the next 12 months worth of interest and you would claim the deduction in this year. So essentially mif- moving your deduction from next year into this year. Um, and, and save you quite a bit of tax. Now, a lot of people overestimate the benefit of doing this, so certainly have a look at the numbers and get some advice on it. Uh, and again, it only really works if your, your income is going to be materially lower next year. Okay, so that brings us on to the fourth uh, idea, which is spousal contributions. So if you've got a spouse and they've earned less than $40,000 this year, what you can do is contribute up to $3,000 into their super fund and you'll get a 18% tax offset. So that is if, if my wife, um, has zero earnings, I can put $3,000 in her account, in her super account, and, um, then I can claim a tax offset of $540. So the tax offset isn't a deduction, it actually offsets the amount of tax you need to pay. So, you know, it's, it's straight uh, into your pocket. So it's quite valuable. It's not, we're not talking about lots of money here. Um, so it's not going to shoot the lights out, but it's something that's there that should be utilized. Uh, and of course, I've got the links in the show notes below. Um, the uh, next one that I want to talk about is uh, capital gains. So if you, and this is only relevant, if you crystallised the capital gains during the year, so you sold an asset, be it property shares, managed funds, so forth, it's a good time to look at all your other assets. And if you've got some underperforming assets, and this is probably more relevant for shares and managed funds because you can't, you know, you probably have run out of time to sell a property before year end, um, uh, but if you've got some underperforming managed funds or shares, well, then maybe it's a good that are in a loss position. Maybe it's a good time to divest of those now before the end of the year to reduce the amount of capital gain that you've crystallised. Uh, the next one, uh, number six, is prepaying any other expenses. So again, if you, focus on this one only if you think your taxable income is going to be materially lower next year than this year. If it is, think about all things that you can um, prepay in advance. So any tax deductible fees, rent, um, insurances, uh, uh, do repairs to properties, uh, investment properties that is. Um, I've already talked about interest on loans and so forth. So think about all the things that all the deductions and expenses you've got. And if you can prepay some, fantastic. If your income is going to be relatively even, don't worry about it. It's really not going to make uh, much of a difference to you. And the last strategy that we've been talking about is really evening up um, spousal superannuation balances. So um, that is that um, each spouse has a pretty similar balance inside super. And quite often what you find is they're, 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 they're quite unequal. And the problem with that is that, and again, depending on how much money they've got in super and how far away they are from retirement, but um, potentially you get closer to breaching the new $1.6 million pension cap. Um, and so, so if you've got quite a amount of money inside super and one of the spouses has relatively less, then one of the strategies you can start thinking about is how do you even them up? And if you, if you've already reached your preservation age, 
um, which is uh, between 50 and 55 and, and 60 if you're born before 1964. After 1964, it's age 60. Um, so if you reach a preservation age, potentially what you can do, the ho- person with a higher amount of super can start drawing a bit of a balance and the person with a lower amount of super can then just re-contribute that amount as a non-concessional contribution. It's a bit tricky. There's a lot of sort of tricks and tips and rules associated with it, but something to talk about. The last one, uh, which is good to sort of think about, not necessarily an interview tip, but I thought I'd just sneak it in anyway, make sure your wills and power of attorneys are up to date. You know, there's a common thing when I meet new clients, uh, I reckon probably 80, 90% of them don't have a current will. So if you've got wealth to leave behind to beneficiaries, then there's a, a very tax effective and very simple way that you can do that just by putting a will in place and make life a lot easier and, and save them a lot of tax uh, if you're not around. And, and particularly if you've got children, well, then you need to address things like guardianship and so forth in your wills. Um, and they're not really that difficult to put together. So... As also as always with these seven tips, you know I've I've provided you all the sort of high level kind of insight, um, but with everything tax and super related, there's always exceptions and considerations to to think about before you go and implement. So before you implement some of these any of these ideas, um, do please get some personal advice from an independent financial planner. Until next week, bye for now.